You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is the night after Hell in a Cell 2019 Monday Night Raw before the 2019 draft. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raja Geary and Matt Morgan. Oh, Matt, was it safe to say tonight's the least essential Monday Night Raw of the year? Yeah. Yes, this was a boring-ass show tonight. Well, that's been the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll be back Wednesday to talk about AEW. Um, It was. Tonight was boring. It was so dull um you missed it you missed nothing outside of the no. the three minutes for tyson fury and braun Strowman, and then they just kept repeating it over and over um it wasn't even a good pull apart that was not even a good pull apart come on I, you know i don't get it wwe just got all these people checking in for the first time on their product with fox mm-hmm. wouldn't you want to load your first show up after that for any potential new fans you might have to suck them in you know I mean, there's a good chance they're not watching Hell in a Cell, but at least Raw, uh, there's a good shot that they'll be checking it out. Or at least the ones that did come because they wanted to see the follow-up on Tyson Fury, at least do something good with them. Yeah. 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 I mean, I didn't think it was bad. It just got so redundant quick. You know, it was just like they were running out of time. It was like they had too much time left, so they're like, just keep doing the same thing. They were throwing punches that weren't even connecting. Yeah. Obviously, he's a boxer. He can't really throw a punch. He kills someone, but still, then you don't have him throw him. Like, go back and watch it when, like, you could tell the camera was sitting on him for like a few minutes because he was going to be doing the old giant gimmick where he knocks everybody off of him at the same time. But he was doing it with punches, and it looked terrible. Um, and it just kept going back and forth like three hundred times. And once they touch each other, they would just like grab each other. It wasn't like Kane and t- like when big guys do that, you can't just grab each other or punch each other you gotta be like goozling each other you gotta be look aggressive as you're doing it i I don't know i just it blows you up though to to defend braun it blows you up these pull apart they shouldn't should be a work but you get these over crazy uh guys sitting backstage that haven't been working and they shoot treat it like a pull apart and they shoot pulling you back you're like dude what are you doing work and you have to waste energy and exert energy to get the hell away from some of them sometimes to go get the guy yeah um yeah so it was just it was just there this episode i mean some of the the matches were fine uh the action and everything was was fine but you know um typically want more than that in your pro wrestling uh you could see plenty of, of good matches during the week so um very talk, uh how they open tonight right <laughs> after hell in a cell the most controversial hell in a cell ending perhaps of all time last night with seth rollins being disqualified a dq finish against the fiend actually that was changed it, it actually wasn't a dq finish it was a ref stoppage is what they're <laughs> officially calling it so bray wyatt actually lost he actually lost that match by ref stoppage. So, um, was that the official ruling? Yeah. How does that work? <laughs> yeah, the referee stopped it after uh, Seth used the sledgehammer. So, um, I, I almost feel like a DQ is better <laughs> because he doesn't but, lose. I think that right. they were getting wind that not wind. They were getting heat for this being another non-finish and a DQ. And they're like, okay, well, it can't be a DQ because the fans are pissed. Uh, I don't know why they think Bray losing on record is better. Right. <laughs> no, it's terrible. It was a mess. Um, but, yeah, so we opened tonight with uh, a brawl in the ring between uh, Randy Orton, Baron Corbin. They're brawling with Rusev. 
uh, Lashley pops up on stage in, I believe it was in Rusev's house, right? Uh, yes, his marital bedroom. His marital bedroom. Uh, he's got no shirt on. He's, you know, down to his, uh, his draws. And Wait a second, Lana... Raj. Tell the story again, but tell it slower. I want to fully appreciate this. <laughs> Lashley in his draws. Uh, Lana uh, comes in um, dressed in lingerie, gets in bed with Lashley, uh, kind of teases taking her top off, and then they cuddle. Uh, as that segment ends. And so then it goes to the ring. Uh, Orton's fighting Rusev and and Corbin. I mean, Rusev's fighting Orton and Corbin. Uh, this kind of, this went nowhere, right? There was no finish. Um, Rusev hit a big kick on Orton. Uh, they said it was supposed to be Orton versus Rusev. Nothing really happened. That was the end of it. So no contest. Mm-hmm. Just kind of furthering the. I mean, I'm telling you that that video of Lana in bed with Lashley. I bet you that'll be the most watched WWE YouTube video of the month. Mm. This those things do pretty well on there. So yeah, that was the uh, that was the start. Oh, uh, and let's not forget Lana cleaned out their bank accounts. Oh, she yeah. owns everything now. <laughs> <laughs> when are these guys gonna stand up? Like Vince, no, I'm not doing it, dude. Neither is my neither is my woman. <laughs> No, we're yeah. not doing it. Sorry. And they <laughs> missed the opportunity because she was talking all like, uh, you know, no accent. She missed the opportunity to be like, I was faking the accent too the entire time. Mm. Yeah, I guess she had gotten rid of the accent earlier this year, but. I didn't know that. Yeah. At least um, that would have been a fan service moment for those of us that have been paying attention. Yeah. Know. Like all this time she had fa- she had faked that she was Russian. Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's yeah. a good story. That man. would be a good. That would be a good little swerve. Remember, remember the movie, and this is going to be more interesting, Raj. So we're talking about this. Remember the movie Malice with uh-huh. Alec Baldwin and Nicole Kidman and Bill Pullman. And spoiler alert: if you've never seen it, you find out halfway through that Nicole Kidman was like faking their entire marriage to set up this elaborate plan with Alec Baldwin for a malpractice uh, suit. If they dropped a revelation like that tonight, I would have said, you know what? At least they're trying with references to twenty-eight-year-old movies. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, this was similar to last week, uh, a little more, um, a, a little more risque. But that was uh, that was that. So that led us to the first match of the night, the last women's standing match, Lacey Evans versus Natalia. Um, you know, the more Lacey works with Natalia, the better she's going to get. But I still don't feel like she should be losing this much to Natalia after they spent all that time uh, building her up. And to just piss it all away this quickly. Um, but the the story of this match was Lacey hits Natalia with the move. The ref counts to nine. Natalia gets up, hits another move. Ref counts to nine. Just over and over and over. The ref kept counting. Uh, finally, at the end, they fought to the, the top of the ramp. Uh, Lacey threw Natalia into the, the new stage. It looked kind of goofy because she would kind of slide down. And it, it looked actually looked kind of fun. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And then eventually Natalia got Lacey in a powerbomb, powerbombed her through a you know padded table on the side of the stage and got the win. Got the 10 counts. And Natalia beating Lacey again two nights in a row, which means they're probably going to wrestle again next week. But mm-hmm. that was that. Uh, Matt, I'll shoot it to you. Weak. She shouldn't be losing. You said it. She should not be losing. She's a star. The only thing I could think of now that nah, I saw it happen again tonight was I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt on this. They have to see she's a star. The only thing I could think of by giving them the benefit of the doubt is this is like a heat check on her, an ego check. Oh, yeah. Is she willing to do jobs? Will she complain? That's the only thing I can think of because this don't make any sense. Yeah. 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 Glenn? No, it's it's dumb. I mean, Lacey should have won this match tonight, right? This idea that Natalia keeps barely beating the 10 count, getting up on nine every time, and then somehow just gets the upper hand and wins this. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't understand what happened tonight. I mean, does Natalia need this triumphant victory, or do they need to show that she can be defeated, look strong, and Lacey can hold her own against a veteran? Yeah, whatever it was. Um, I mean, normally uh, this would be a blow-off match, right? When you do a last woman standing match. But I get the feeling like this is going to continue. But we'll see. Uh, Next up, we saw Tyson Fury backstage with his family. The dude has like 97 kids. 
were just like kids all over the place in the back. <laughs> and uh, then they, they had a backstage promo with Aleister Black. Uh, he was talking about, you know, he is as unforgiving as fire and as cold and permanent as death. And he wants uh, to have a fight tonight. And Glenn, I saw your, <laughs> I saw your Twitter, your little remix of Aleister Black's entrance. Uh, Matt, have you seen it? No. Yeah, no, it. I have not. Well, he kept saying, whole... <laughs> waiting for saying... someone to knock on my door. Come and knock on my door. So I remixed his entrance with the Three's Company theme with Come and Knock <laughs> on Our Door. Uh, because that's the kind of show Raw was tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. That's that's the first time I've heard the Three's Company theme in probably like five years. So <laughs> I, I got a kick out of it. Still a banger. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, so then we went to Charlie Caruso backstage with Tyson Fury. Uh, asked why he's provoking Braun Strowman. He said he's not. Strowman tried to make a fool out of him. And he might have gone too far by jumping the barricade on SmackDown, but he was invited here on Raw, and he wants an apology, and he's going to get it later tonight. And if he doesn't get one, Strowman will get his hands. Uh, next up, non-title match, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler versus the Viking Raiders. You know where this is headed. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty long match. I went through a couple commercial breaks. Finally, the Viking experience on Ziggler for the pin. Jesus. So next week, they're going to get a title match. On what Raw. in the hell? This went on an ungodly long amount, it felt like, after the last woman's standing match, right? I mean, we had some very long matches tonight. It really felt like this was a lame duck show because we got the draft coming up this weekend. I mean, this this Friday. So yeah. they just felt like, let's just kill time. You know, and long matches, no story. And that's kind of what they did. And let's have every person that should go over lose. <laughs> Matt, can you imagine you have you run a company and you have three hours of primetime television on one of the hottest cable networks in the world? And you think, yeah, just tonight, you know what, just guys go, go out there, do your thing. No that's effort. Good, that's a good point. Honestly, that's the way they should look at it. But they don't because they've been there for so long. Yeah. yeah. They could have done anything. This is how they... Anything. This is how they always set up the, the tag matches, right? The champions get beat, and then they set up the, the title match. So next week in Denver, I think I'm probably going to be skipping that one, but we'll we'll see. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Yeah. Um, all right, so up next, the Singh brothers accept Aleister Black's challenge. The Singh brothers, who I don't think have had a match of on. Of course they did. <laughs> and why, there, why, well, who, wait, time out. who else did you think was going to accept this you didn't think it was the thing brothers they Mike Kanellis but yeah Mike Kanellis Mike Kanellis has gotten pay-per-view TV time oh, compared true. to these two what I love is the Singh brothers are out there <laughs> pushing the Bollywood angle in Bakersfield California and not yeah. Bakersfield is not the cultural hotbed of California just saying like it's like you can tell the crowd just blank stares that they don't know what Bollywood is, you're saying? I'm, I would guess that per capita, more people in your average U.S. city know what Bollywood is than Bakersfield, California. But I think even if you know what Bollywood is, you're probably still going to sit there with a blank stare. <laughs> you know, like it's a tag team that's never used. I know about I've, I've watched a ton of no. Bollywood movies. So You play to the people at home watching on TV. You don't play to the, the, the hometown arenas unless it's an MSG, unless it's a Philly crowd and you could steal pops. Then, yes, by all means, they, you do that. Because it might get the people at home a little bit more energetic because you could predict Madison Square Garden, uh, Philadelphia fans, mm. Chicago fans. You could predict their reactions to things and prostitute it almost to your advantage to get the people at home then to follow suit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it was a two-on-one <laughs> handicap match. Alistair, <laughs> what's that? Because they're good fans. Yeah. Yeah. But so Alistair, going to places. Squash matches with the Bollywood boys. I mean, he was kicking this. I mean, he was, his kicks look so good. Yeah, um, they're great. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, you know, Alistair looks good here. He looked good here. I mean, for it was what it was. It was a squash match, and uh, Alistair looked strong. So uh, good for him. Whose kicks you like better, his or Nakamura's? I think Alistair Black's now. I think Nakamura's back in the day, but Nakamura, he just doesn't seem as motivated now. It's, How can you blame him? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not. It was on top of the world. Yeah, yeah. So again, yeah, it was a, a good little showcase for Alistair. But if you if you missed it, you didn't miss anything. Um, backstage, Charlie is backstage with Braun Strowman. Uh, says that Tyson Fury wants an apology. 
Braun said he was just trying to have some fun with Fury, but if Fury wants to take it all serious, he will. Uh, Strowman says Fury has uh, a mean right, but so does he. And he says Fury better take it easy or he will get these hands. Oh, that wasn't predictable. <laughs> right. I like the way the no- you read it, Raj, because you just make it sound so sterile when you're playing <laughs> this all back. It, it's so predictable. Then he comes out in the ring and does it later on in the night. Same exact promo. Yeah. The, the amount of times they said get these hands tonight, it was uh, it was a lot. If you had a drink every time, you would be on the floor. Um, next up, we had a backstage promo with Ray Mysterio. Uh, Ray's talking about you know how Brock attacked him, and and he's Dominic, and he says Dominic's physical scars will heal soon, but the mental ones will take longer. Dominic's resting home. Uh, he said that Kane Velasquez was Dominic's godfather, and mentioned how Kane took the UFC heavyweight title from Lesnar, and says he's the only man who can accurately brag that Lesnar fears him. Although Alistair Overeem would be in that category as well. Uh, race. Speaks in some Spanish, says Kane is going to avenge what happened to their family, and walks off. Makes Ray look really weird, right? Like he needs to go get someone else to fight his battle. Yes. I mean, it does. Yes, it does. For some reason, I'm, I'm giving them the pass on it, though, because I don't want to see Ray Mysterio versus Rock Lesnar. Yeah, same here. But I almost feel like they should have taken Ray out and have Dominic doing this promo. Like Dominic went and got Kane, since that's his godfather. Then it doesn't make Ray look weak, you know? Uh, and and Dominic is the one that went and got Kane to avenge his family and and have Ray out of action until this angle is done. So Ray doesn't have to be emasculated and having his kid go to a different guy to fight his battles, not his and diss his own dad, right? As yeah. well, because that's what that would play out as. Yeah. I mean, I'd be devastated if my kid picked somebody else to go <laughs> beat somebody up and not his own dad. <laughs> there is that I'd be too. So offended. <laughs> I guess you can't win in this situation. <laughs> the fact is. Kane is fighting their battles for him. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that'll be uh, that's going to take place at Crown Jewel. Uh, up next, another throwaway match: the OC versus Lucha House Party. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're not making this up. This is really <laughs> Singh Brothers versus Aleister Black, then that OC is... versus the Lucha House Party. For the record, those of you like checking the show, they really did advertise this match as a throwaway match. And coming back on Raw, folks. Don't between the OC. If you need to take a if you need to take a bathroom break, now is the time. <laughs> so I mean, you know, like like the other matches on the show, the action was fine. Nothing wrong with the match itself. Um, no, and th- none of this is the wrestler's fault. I want to make that very clear to anyone because I feel like we need to say that repeatedly. Every performer out there tonight did as good of a job as they could have in this. Uh, mundane situation they were booked into everybody that watches our show knows that i know but i feel like i need to say it because sometimes i feel like it feels know, like we're ripping on the talent when we're not yeah. we're so as a talent i straight up say i think this is i think they're corny or, or something like that that's not what we're saying right you know it's it's what they're being booked as yeah we've seen how lucha house party have been booked over the years so oh. we know where they are and to yeah. give them a match and same thing they did it later with apollo cruz who's ultra talented but you yeah, know he is. you He's not someone that's been looking he well. Out. He showed out a little bit tonight, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that. But yeah. So, as you can imagine, uh, the OC get the win after AJ blocked Salida Del Sol, uh, hit a kick, and then nailed, was it Lindsay Dorado? Yeah, it was Lindsay Dorado with the forearm. Springboarded back in the ring, then hit the phenomenal forearm on Kalisto for the pin, and they got the win. Um, and then after the match, they got Dorado up on the ropes and AJ gave him a, a styles clash from, I believe is the middle rope or the top rope. I think it's the middle rope. So uh, there you go. That was that still to come Tyson Fury. Um, the Miz with Miz TV. He had Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Um, Charlotte talking about how she's a 10 time women's champion. Becky bringing up how her title reigns were not meaningful uh, they just kind of go back and forth, and then they're interrupted by Asuka and Kairi Sane, who are heels now. Um, they stuff. yell in Japanese, and they're making fun of them in Japanese, clearly, but you know they're not saying any of it in English. Finally, Becky says, you know, Asuka, I've been wanting you for a while, so let's do this, and the match is on. So tag team title match, the new, I mean, the new women's tag team champions 
uh, Kabuki Warriors versus Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. Uh, thoughts on the Miss TV segment and the setup for this match? Uh, Matt, I'll go to you first. I was fine with it. I liked it. I thought it highlighted them and um, the match itself. I liked even more, but yeah. What yeah. do you think, Glenn? That was good. I think the Charlotte Becky interplay definitely sets up that if they end up on the same brand, I think there's a feud to be had there. Uh, like we've been saying all along, I liked them uh, letting Asuka speak in Japanese, not yes. forcing her to do the promo in English. I thought that was nice. Yes. Yeah. yeah I mean, it looks like they'll be getting a little bit of something now that they're heels. So uh, good for them. I, it just Kyrie Sane is such a natural baby face to me. It's weird seeing her as a heel, but you know, as long as they're giving them something, because I so easily explainable. She's following her Asuka's lead, though. You know what I mean? You yeah. Can do that right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Oscar with the green mist. Yeah. So the finish Oscar, um, they were going back and forth. This, this was a pretty good match. Uh, that was good. the finish, uh, Oscar spit the green mist in Be- Becky's face and Kyrie Sane pinned Becky to get the win. So rare loss on TV for Becky Lynch. Yeah. Um, and Kyrie Sane getting the win. So I, I like that. I thought, I thought they were going to have uh, Sasha and Charlotte win here for sure. So I thought that was, uh, Becky and Charlotte, Charlotte. Yeah. What did I say? Sasha, and Sasha. <laughs> okay, yeah, um, Becky. Great, great win though for a you know somewhat new right heel yeah. heel stable tag champions. Um, I like that. I like the Green Mist too. I was gonna say the Green Mist thing is kind of a big deal because they haven't overdone that to death over the years. No one could say, well, why do they always do it when it's you know somebody from Japan? I mean, yes, you can make that argument. <laughs> voice. Matt, was that your social justice warrior voice? It's me half asleep, boys. Um, <laughs> but do, do, do you know what I mean? I can see somebody saying that, but like you're right. Not enough have done it. it more importantly, it works. It looks cool. And it's different for right now. Yeah. And it gets these girls a damn push. So I'm all for it because they deserve a damn push. Yeah, absolutely. So I was all for it. But um, yeah, yeah, cool. Good, good win for the Kabuki Warriors. Yeah. Um, Back from break, we had a backstage interview with Apollo Crews. Uh, Apollo Crews talked about his history with Ricochet, how they've been you know, friends for a long time. Said it's nothing personal between him and it's Apollo, it's just Apollo show- Showcase. So, yeah, legitimately, these guys are very, you know, best friends. Uh, they've roomed together, lived together in the past. So, um, yeah, best friends going at it. Uh, somewhere else, the Viking Raiders, uh, you know, talked about Rude and Ziggler and challenged them to or instead that they're getting a title match next week on raw and then a, a ricochet interview <laughs> he said uh, he talked about possibly being drafted to smackdown said if he does this is his last raw appearance and there's no one he'd rather share the ring with than his legitimate best friend in cruise and he says that he's there to prove that superheroes can be real walks off and we're off to ricochet versus apollo cruise again a good match um, they did a lot of high flying stuff, a lot of cool moves. Um, yeah, and then, that was a good match. yeah, it was good. Uh, eventually Ricochet goes on, hits the recoil for the pin to get the win. Good match. Again, no story really behind it. It was just there, but it was, it was fun. Uh, Glenn, I'll go to you first. No, I mean, Hey, I almost would have respected him more if in Apollo's interview, he would have been like, well, it's a slow Monday night raw. They really don't have anything. And they said, hey, Apollo, Ricochet, you guys are friends. Go out there, put on a match. You well, know, it just yeah. we'll get felt very much up. like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, I know we shouldn't like matches just for the athleticism. We're supposed to like it because we're drawn into the stories behind each move, right? At least that's what we say. I kind of like this match just for the offensive fest it was. Do you know what I mean? I knew we're not going to care. We're not going to give a crap what the storyline is here. We're not going to get one. I yeah. just want to see Apollo gets get his ish in because yeah. he's incredibly underutilized. And I was like hoping a match versus Ricochet, you know, would get him back on their damn map with how damn talented he is. And they need to do more with him. Mm-hmm. Has Apollo had a storyline since Titus Worldwide? Am I forgetting something? He had like – wasn't he like being thrown in there every once in a while for like the Intercontinental Championship match and then would always lose to Corbin or something like that? Something yeah, like- there will be those like – Two weeks where they'll give him a push and give him some wins, and then he's back to being, you know, yeah. off TV. Yes. Um, I feel like Matt. We talked about this. He's one of those could you imagine guys 
a lot of his matches. Could you imagine what a win like this would mean for the career of Apollo Crews? Where it's like, yes, it's imaginary, the win. It's imaginary, the, the career bump. Where commentary almost uh, buries him by making oh, his yeah. victory yeah. seem imaginary. Yes, like it's like hitting the lottery if he beats anybody, essentially. Yeah, they got to stop doing that. Yeah. yeah. But Apollo's super talented. You saw it here. But again, if you missed it, you didn't miss anything. It was it was a fun match, <laughs> but uh, storyline wise, it, it it was nothing. Um, geez, we're flying through the show. <laughs> yeah, let's let's fight this, and then you know what? Okay, I know audience, we have the best fans because you guys turn out to watch this live. You listen to it, whether Raw is good, whether Raw is bad. Sometimes you're just here for Matt Morgan dropping wisdom and for me doing Blue Chew ads, and I respect that. I respect what you really show up for. So let's get through Raw, then let's take some questions. Let's do something fun. Let's reward our audience for hanging with us tonight on the least essential Monday Night Raw of 2019. Yeah, yeah. And we also do have some news. There was uh, some big news, actually. Bray Wyatt and Sasha Banks are injured, weren't medically cleared, uh, and some other stuff that we'll get to here in a minute. So finally, the last segment, uh, Tyson Fury, Braun Strowman. Uh, Jerry Lawler introduces Tyson Fury, and he gets a pretty decent-sized pop. Um, uh, Fury gives a shout-out to Bakersfield. Uh, he basically told the same story. He was minding his own business. Strowman got in his face. Uh, Strowman came out, said he was just messing around with Fury, but you know the way Fury looked at him, uh, it got personal, yada, yada, yada. And then they got into each other's face, and... Fury shoved Strowman, uh, and then Strowman rammed Fury into the corner, and then they just kept brawling. It would get broken up. They'd start brawling again. It would get broken up. Uh, finally, they threw the officials out, and then a bunch of a bunch of wrestlers came brawling, broken up, brawling, broken up, yada yada yada. And that's kind of how the show went off the off the air. Strowman finally went to the back, uh, cut a little, cut a promo, and then while he was cutting a promo, he just then went back to the ring. And started brawling with Fury again as the show yeah. went off the air. Guys, I'm being serious. These were the pull-up parts we did in OVW with Green guys. I mean, I'm being dead serious. I'm not trying to make fun of anybody. I love Braun, uh, but this was not a good pull-up part. Like when mm-hmm. you do a pull-up part, there's got to be with these two big guys. There should have been something in there with blood, something to some effect, or somebody. You can't, I don't know. I, I just thought they looked like two dancing goons together, like Frankenstein and Godzilla, just like literally doing this around each, around each <laughs> other's like traps, trap area. Like it didn't look like they were really doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and and when Tyson was uh, fighting off the officials, he was missing a lot of those punches by a lot. Big time. That's their fault. They should have told him not to throw no punches, dude. Just yeah. grab by the throat. You're six foot ten, six foot whatever the hell you are. Just goozle people. Choke yeah. slam them. Tell the ref to take one. He could do it. Yeah. And somewhere in this tonight, the Tyson Fury Braun Strowman angle was uh, by far the biggest thing they pushed tonight. Um, yes. A little bit with Kane and Brock, but somewhere buried in there was, oh yeah, the Fiend went against Seth Rollins yeah. last night. Here's like a little. <laughs> we're just going to show you the bare minimum amount of this. Two yeah. and a half hours into the show, they finally mentioned it, and it was just kind of a. Yeah, they didn't sell it like a big deal, right? Because they effed up. <laughs> yeah. um, to to say the least. They're hoping everybody forgets about it. Yeah. They did uh, They did send out a tweet last night that it was going to be Bray Wyatt versus Seth Rollins, the rematch at Survivor Series, and then they deleted that tweet. So Bray injured. I don't know how serious it is, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it or they just don't want to announce that yet with how negative the reaction was to the match. This was... Um, I mean, we'll get to it, but back to Raw. Your thoughts, what would you give this on a scale of 1 to 10? Me? Or a, a grade, yeah. A grade? A D? A D? <laughs> Glenn? Uh, I would give it an E for existence. It existed. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd give it a D plus. It was... Wow. You didn't miss anything outside of the Tyson Fury thing, and that's a YouTube clip that you could watch. So It took me forever to get through watching this show, it felt. Yeah, it felt like a long show. Oh my god, Rush! When you tweeted out, "Raw's halfway over," I felt like remember in Interstellar. I thought I was doing the reverse <laughs> situation where what seemed, you know, what seconds felt like years. Like time like, to slow down. Yeah, it felt so so excruciatingly long tonight. I mean, that's that was the problem with this. Yeah, if if it weren't if the matches weren't good, then it would have been an, probably an F. 
but the fact that there was actually some Couple decent matches. The girls' yeah. tag match was cool. Yeah, it was great. Apollo and Ricochet. And the OC, I mean, it's it was basically an enhancement match, but the action was still fine. But I wouldn't watch it again. Hey, Mel, let me ask you a question. When the green mist, when uh, moments like that happen, is there a certain protocol before you spit fluid onto someone like, hey, I'm going to use a lot of mouthwash, not going to go eat a bunch of like shrimp cocktail and then, you know, uh, like have, you know, like some pulled pork and then put the green stuff in my mouth and spit it all over you as a performer? Because the many times I've used green mist and have been known to do it throughout my career. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that is there a protocol. I mean, I guess it's similar to like showering, right? You shower before you go wrestle a guy so you're not like rubbing BO and like crotch stank in each other's faces. I would, Did you? My, I would, I would refer to myself as blue, uh, as a blueprint son, but you know who will freaking jack that too. So I won't say that. <laughs> um, but no, I've never done it, obviously. I've wrestled guys that have. Yeah. You know, to Jerry. And, um, it's always in that little water balloon, I told you. Yeah. Um, and it's food, Is it food coloring? Yeah. Food coloring. His was. Um, I'm hoping the other guys' were too. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's all I really know about it. I don't think. Okay. You know it's coming in your match when they go over it with the agents and stuff like that. How no. quick? I mean, is, is there any amount of time that would be fast enough for you to get to a shower after somebody spits anything all over you? <laughs> Not to sound weird, but like you, I, I've. I was always like hooked on talking about the match as soon as it was done forever. Like I'd want to like talk about it forever. Like whoever it was I was working with. Yeah. It'd be better and things like that. So I'd be sitting there with blood. I've broken open foreheads gushing everywhere. And you act like nothing's wrong because your adrenaline is still running. So having a little green mist on, you don't even notice. You don't care. Yeah. You you just want to like talk about the match afterwards. Um, uh, let's get into some of these news items real quick. Uh, obviously, next week, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler will defend against the Viking Raiders. Do you think they put the title on the Viking Raiders? They freaking better not. Not not, not have yeah. the two be the ones to drop it to them, too. No. No, give me more Roode and, Do- and Dolph on TV. I want to see more of their promos. I want to see their promos. I want to yeah, see like, I don't... like something with them that they do that's maybe non-wrestling even. I don't know. Yeah. And, and... I think they're transitional, Matt. That's why we haven't got. Think about it. We haven't gotten promos. We haven't gotten characters. No. Maybe they went for the draft. I don't know. Yeah. Well, they haven't beaten the Viking Raiders yet, but what they could always do uh, Rude and Ziggler getting a countout win or something. So that way you don't beat the Viking Raiders technically. Do and, you uh, want the Viking Raiders, Warriors as your damn tag team jams? Yeah. No. Not yet. I mean, down the road when you got AOP in, I think that would be a cool tag team feud with AOP and the Viking Raiders, but. Dude, Not right I have now. a hard time buying a dude walking down the ring with the thing on his head like that. I, just, <laughs> I, I can't buy it. Yeah. Uh, and Ziggler need like some vignettes, some characters pulling up, pulling up in the Cadillac with the big horns on the front of it, wearing snakeskin jackets and like stunner shades, like chewing cigars, something, anything outside the ring. Just, you know, let him yeah. riff. Yeah. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Sasha and Bray Wyatt both injured. Uh, they suffered injuries last night at the Hell in the Cell. Uh, no details on what the injuries are, uh, if they're serious or not, and when they will return. But that's why they weren't on Raw tonight. Um, so, yeah, I know Sasha did take one of those kendo shots from Becky. I, I saw one of those hit the back of the head. Most of those were on the back. I don't know if that's what caused it or if it was something else. But uh, we'll see. Kendo, but right now. Kendo stick only stings. It stings like hell. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so no word right now on if either injury serious. Stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. and, and we'll have a lot more on that. Uh, AE Dynamite, their eleventh Dynamite episode will air live from Garland, Texas. So okay. that arena, it's like uh, I think it's like five to seven thousand people is what it is. It's a I mean, outside of Dallas, Fort Worth, and so tickets go on sale this Friday at noon. Uh, Ticketmaster and AEWtakes.com. So. Yeah, we got AEW tapings now through mid-December. Yeah. And let's see here. Oh, I'll I'll wait for Matt on this one. Um, Oh, there he is. Uh, Tito Ortiz, former UFC light heavyweight champion. Tito Ortiz will be fighting Alberto Del Rio in an MMA fight this December, on December 7th in Hidalgo, Texas. It'll be (laughs) on pay-per-view. So Del Rio has experience. What's that, Matt? I means Tito jumped a shark officially. Yeah. But uh yeah. Yeah, so 
Del Rio, who's nine and five in, in MMA, um, fighting Ortiz. So we'll see to Ortiz, 44 years old, Del Rio, 42. Um, it'll be interesting to see, but it'll, it'll take place under combate Americas. That's his, right? right. Isn't that what's his name's company? Yeah. He's an executive. Uh, Del Rio's an executive with them. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, and that is uh, right now they're advertising a big Raw versus SmackDown match for the Survivor Series on the arena's website. They have it as Braun Strowman, Ricochet, Rey Mysterio, The Miz, and Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, Aleister Black, Finn Balor, and Daniel Bryan in an elimination match. But obviously, that's going to get changed once this draft is done. So the draft starts this Friday. Um, and yeah, we'll have all, we'll be covering it here on Wrestling Inc. all week and we'll have our podcast afterwards. And last bit of news, a number one contenders match was announced for AW Dynamite this Wednesday. It's going to be Darby Allen versus Jimmy Havoc. And the winner will receive a title shot against Chris Jericho on the following week's episode of Dynamite. From Wait, Tom, whoa, whoa, whoa. Rewind that. What? No, <laughs> that cannot be right. Yeah, yeah. Darby Allen versus what's, what's his name? Jimmy, Jimmy Havoc. Havoc. As the number one contender? Just it's it's for TV, so it's they're going to wrestle this Wednesday on Dynamite, and, and the winner faces Wednesday. Jericho the next Wednesday on TV. You don't on see something crazy wrong with that? Yeah, but it's a TV match. It's not like for pay per view, you know. Like if this was the winner was getting a shot at Jericho on pay per view, then then yes, I definitely see something wrong with that. But for setting up a TV match, no, it, it's not a TV. It's a heavyweight championship match. No matter TV, pay per view, whatever you want to call it, this person is now cutting the line and going to be the number one contender technically for a day or two or a week rather, mm-hmm. right? So there's rankings in their company. They're ranked number one. I have a problem with that. Uh, skipping over <laughs> other people, MJF. Where the hell is he? Where is Jungle Boy? I'd even put ahead of him. His partner, I put ahead of him. Everyone on that roster, I would put ahead of them. <laughs> of Darby, though, I think Darby I is. Darby. No, 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 Darby. But Jimmy uh, Havoc. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's why. The, I mean, Dar- I don't want Darby to lose to Jericho, but I think Darby. This could be a solidifying match for him. Like he's going to win the title. No, 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 no. I mean, the victory against Havoc and then with Jericho, if he goes the distance like he did with Cody, if he takes it to the time limit, that's huge. I'd love to see that. I just don't think we need to have a number of contenders match to do it, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a way to get Jericho wrestling on TV without giving away a big match. You don't want want to give Jericho versus MJF yet. Do you know how you tip it? it, You don't tip your hand. You make it a non-title match between Chris Jericho versus Darby Allen because then when people see it non-title, like, holy crap, maybe Darby Allen has a chance to pull off the upset here. There's other protecting Jericho getting rolled up. Nope, Jericho still wins. Yeah, it seems like AEW is not doing non-title matches. I feel like uh, if the champion's wrestling, it's either – unless they're in a tag match, if they're in a singles match, it's a singles champion, then it's a title match. So at least that's how it's been so far, but, but we'll see. Damn. But yeah, I don't think Darby Allen's won yet. And AEW, they're supposed to be, um, you know, protecting wins and losses. So it doesn't make sense that he's the number one contenders match with without any real big wins. Yeah. They need to be the number one contender for the X Division somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. AEW will also be premiering AEW Dark uh, tomorrow at 7 p.m. on their YouTube channel. That is going to be dark matches that were taped after um, after Dynamite. So that's cool. Um, yeah. So so another hour of AEW on t- on Tuesdays on YouTube. So yeah, hmm. it's like the Baywatch Nights of all elite wrestling. Mm-hmm. So really, Baywatch Nights? No, no reaction for Baywatch Nights. No, we're trying to pretend you didn't say it and roll over. <laughs> I, was, I was speeding up. Hell in a Cell last night, one of the worst-reviewed WWE pay-per-views of all time. I mean, people canceled WWE Network was trending on Twitter. <laughs> Brazzers. Did you hear about Brazzers? <laughs> Is that like a porn company? Yeah, a porn company. What did they do? They sent a tweet to WWE and they said, Hey, WWE, let us know if you need advice on how to craft logical and coherent storylines with satisfying finishes. So, wow, Brazzers throwing shade like at WWE. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, uh, hey, wait, how do we judge that? How do we judge this is the most, you know, what you just said? Well, the Twitter polls, everything. I don't think I've ever seen it where you have this like, bad. yeah, this bad. There have been some bad pay-per-views up and down in the past, but I sure. think because the main event was so bad that it just kind of killed the whole show. Man, 
since uh, Roman Reigns uh, with the Daniel Bryan upset, I mean, I'm trying to think of another pay-per-view that ended with people yelling refund loudly when the pay-per-view went off the air. Yeah. Refund, AEW, uh, bullshit. I mean, you don't you don't ever hear that anymore. No. Yeah. I mean, you got to be pretty pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I, we do have uh, some extra time, so use hashtag WING Podcast if you guys have a question for Glenn, myself, Matt. And I'm sure you, Matt's probably going to get the bulk of these. <laughs> but um, yeah, feel free to use that hashtag, and, and we'll we'll ask some of them. Um, real quick, my uh, with ratings this week, I thought Raw might be the one show that might be close to last week, coming off of Hell in a Cell. But after seeing tonight's show, there's no way in hell. So I think every show this week we're going to see a, a double digit uh, double digit drop in, in yeah. the ratings from last week, especially SmackDown. I think SmackDown's going to have the biggest drop. I think AEW will probably be down ten to fifteen percent. NXT will probably be down a little bit, uh, and then Raw I think we're, is going to be down 10 fifteen percent as well. Man, yep. it's a shame it was a really good week of wrestling last week. It yeah. started with such promise, like from last Monday. Through Friday, through SmackDown, and then that on the cell, and then tonight's Raw just just uh, did the opposite it. of what the exclamation mark is supposed to do at the end of the sentence. This was the opposite. Yeah. All right. So let's. Uh, here we go. Do you think from Matt G. Matt uh, Glenn? Do you think AEW needs a mid card title such as a TV title? I I personally like. I know a lot of people don't like a lot of titles. I do. I like WCW at the time, like when Lance Storm had like four belts or three belts at the same time. Um, I do. I think a lot of talents can make use of those titles and can get a little bit more over with having those titles, especially in the mid card. It's going to be my promotion. All championship wrestling. Every wrestler has a title. <laughs> Everybody gets a title. I do think um... – because when you think about it, intercontinental title doesn't really make sense because there's no special rules for what an intercontinental champion does versus what a world champion does. Whereas like a cruiserweight, you have a separate weight limit. Right. So I could see like because AEW does have some small guys. So maybe doing like a, a cruiserweight title. Um, and, and so that way it doesn't look as as crazy when you got a you know, Marco stunt against, you know, Chris Jericho or something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, Ali Love 11G asking what our favorite match was from Hell in the Cell. Mm. I don't have an answer for that. Sasha versus Becky. Oh, yeah. Yeah, now that was yeah. good. Yeah, Sasha but you see how quickly I forgot that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was good. Roman and Roman and uh, Daniel Ryan, their match was good, but I thought Sasha versus Becky was the best match on the show last night. All right, there's a bunch here now. Um, how would you fix Wyatt versus Rollins? <laughs> Go back and edit the tape from last night. Get the man in black gimmick over everyone here in America's head <laughs> and zap our forehead and forget about what we just saw. Yeah. Um, I think you need to, yeah, kind of don't mention Hell in the Cell that much going forward. Kind of cut down on the horror movie stuff. You, you, I, just because you can do it doesn't mean it's it works. And it got so corny last night. So, you know, drop the horror movie stuff a little bit. Uh, bring it back to Earth. And the next time they wrestle, have it be under our normal light, not the, the red-tinted lights. And, and have a finish. Have Bray Wyatt win. And it'll, it'll undo uh, the bad taste, I think, from, from Sunday. I like the red light. <laughs> uh, so, Matt, here's a good one for you. Uh, asking Randy Orton's the biggest full-time star in the company at the moment. Why is he not the face of the company and always seems to be in the mid-card? That's a good question. I, I think because they're uh, okay with the fact that he's, you know, he same role as Cena would be if Cena was still here. Um, except Randy, as crazy as it sounds, is a little, I would say more humble. I know that sounds crazy when describing Randy huh. Orton, but as far as the business goes and putting others over and knowing what his role is and where it can be best utilized, he gets it, and his ego's not getting in the way of it. If you told me this 10 years ago, I'd say you're out of your mind. No way could that happen. But I think being a dad, a family man now, and, and working with some of the younger guys has really changed him. 
he had a lot done for him as a young talent by older yeah. wrestlers, remember, veterans that really helped him. So I like to see that he's doing that now and is not bitching and moaning about not getting world title shots and being the man and all this, that. It's, it's already kind of an unwritten thing to begin with, in my opinion. That he's part of the Mount Rushmore of both shows. If you were to create Mount Rushmore, a current Mount Rushmore for Raw or SmackDown, Randy's on there somewhere. Mm-hmm. My opinion. Um, he's one of the greatest of all time. Hall of Famer for his ballot. Um, he doesn't need to be the main event now at this point in his career, and he's cool with it. I, I would argue Cena couldn't handle that. Yeah, and he's kind of like where Undertaker was when he was finishing up his full-time run, where anytime you need him in the main event, it, you could just put him in there. It's not like oh, you have yeah. to have a story to get him in. Yeah. So um, you can pull him in and out as needed. And, and, uh, and, and one other thing real quick, to wrestle on top takes a lot out of you. You have a lot of energy, yeah. a lot of dates away from your family. You're doing mm-hmm. a ton of PR on top of it, and you're the man. All the pressure's on you as well for drawing as champion as well. So Randy's, what, 15-time champion, 14-time champion? What is he? Uh, 14, 14, I think. 13 yeah, or 14-time so. champion, right? He's just behind Cena. He's done it 1,009 times. So to not have the weight on his shoulders anymore, I'm sure, is a really fun thing for him finally. And sit back in the cut and watch some of these guys that he sees that are up and coming and says, you know what, I'd, I'd be excited to wrestle this guy. And then he goes and gets to wrestle that guy. It's a good mm-hmm. gig if you can get it. Yeah. Uh, someone's asking, who do you think the number one draft picks will be for each show? Hmm. Becky Lynch. Somewhere in there has to be first pick, I think. Yeah, yeah if, if champions if champions count, I could see them just with the whole pushing mm-hmm. the women and everything, having the woman be the first draft pick. And yeah. in that case, yeah, Becky Lynch for sure, and probably Roman Reigns second. Or I guess you'd want to do Seth. You'd probably want to do yeah. the world champions. <laughs> Actually, it'd be great if Seth was like <laughs> the eighth pick. Someone's like, oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> I mean, realistically, I mean, Reigns is a lot hotter than Seth Rollins right now. Do you really think so? I think so. After like the, last as night? far as like fans being into him, I know the uh, pissed, but still, yeah. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, Matt, was you pissed when Hogan basically blasted <laughs> you in that promo back on TNA back in the day? Which one? He's blasted a few of them. Which one? <laughs> I'm just gonna assume it's the one with like which one. No, there's one where you call me, well, Andre Giant didn't come out here and act like and cry like a little B word. Mm-hmm. Like that was supposed to get me. Um, and then there was another one. He said something about, um, you know, I'm the one who's defending you and the creative team saying, you don't got any charisma. And you, 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 one week you drop the ball on your promos, next week you hit it out of the park. Some crap like that. I was like, no, it's a work. So it's not blasphemy. <laughs> He's trying to work in the storyline with me despite having seven back surgeries and not supposed to be trying to work himself into angles. I was honored by that because the other alternative was wrestling in tag team matches that made no sense with Joey Ryan. Yeah. Here's a good one. If you could have one, Matt, if you could have one match with someone from WWE at the moment, who would it be and why? AJ. AJ would make me look the best. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to have no Braun Strowman in a big man, big man match so I can get all my it in. Off the top rope, finally, it makes sense psychology wise. Yeah. What do you think is next for Kofi and the New Day? I don't have an answer. They need to break them up, is what they need to do. And Big E needs to get a singles push. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think Kofi's uh, time at the top is done for the time being. Um, I don't see them going back with Kofi and Brock. So, um, no, yeah, I think he just gets brought back down, kind of like a lot of times when mm-hmm. people are put in the world title situation. Once they lose it, they're kind of put back to where I, they were. So. I'm going to predict it's the biggest fall. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. Like Jack Swagger is a tough would be actually no, it won't be the biggest fall. Jack Swagger to me was the biggest one. Yeah, think about Finn it. Balor had a, a big one after coming back from an injury. Jinder Hall had a huge one. Jinder Mahal had one, but he also started low to begin with. Yeah. So Jinder's was like really cool to see the meteoric rise he eventually hit, eventually, but then the back back down. But really quick, hang on with with um, I was gonna say, how's my train of thought? You guys got to quit talking over me. Um, <laughs> no, something about Kofi I wanted to say that actually was, um. Swagger. Swagger went back to doing like the tag team match and doing the, right. you know, 
we the people. Yeah, that's cute, but that's a far cry from Jim Ross and everyone else calling him the next big deal on SmackDown as heavyweight champion, beating Big Show, mm. and having all these segments about him with his trophies out there in the ring. And he was the ish for a minute there. And they were putting their he was the hood ornament there for that for like a minute. Yeah. All right, another one for you, Matt, from Tim Howard. Who would you make the face of Raw and SmackDown coming out of the draft next week? I, I always say AJ. I think AJ is going to give your money's worth and Daniel Bryan. Get them on separate shows and make the both. Yeah, I mean, clearly Brock is going to be on SmackDown and, and probably Becky for the women because Fox wants the, the big sports star. Um, but yeah, I mean, AJ, uh, he, he's been on fire as a heel. He really seems it, to. It should uh, be Braun on one of these shows. Mm-hmm. Just because he's different than everyone else. And he's good. Sorry, go ahead. Did they put Wyatt in the main event too soon? Um, they put him in the main event versus Seth Rollins, the champion, too soon. Yes, because then they put themselves in the angle, and you saw what happened last night. Neither guy could get beat. Yeah, they should have put him in with someone that. That he can beat, and then, you know, he like well, like we've talked about, he doesn't need to be near the world title right now. I mean, Undertaker it was a long time before he was put in that world title picture. He didn't need it. He's bigger than that. he's an attraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right. Someone's asking what the best rivalry in the history of the WWE is. Oh boy, from Piper Hogan. Yeah. Um, the longest. Hogan Andre. I mean, Hogan Andre is my favorite, but like, I'm thinking, like, what considers it the best? I don't know. Yeah. Savage Hogan was great, too, as far as a feud, but um, Rock versus Austin, that headlined uh, more WrestleManias yeah. than any other. Yeah. That's a good uh, one. Austin versus Vince changed, changed oh. business. Okay. That. Because of that reason, very well could be the best rivalry in the history of WWE. Then that could be our answer, actually. Yeah, Vince Austin, good call. Yeah, um, someone's asking you, Matt, what it's like working with Brock. Funny, funny, just because he's only he's Neanderthal man out there. It's hilarious, like how. I'll never forget, he was trying to teach me how to work big. I think I've told you guys this before. And we were in a match with Bob Holly and, like, Billy Gunn. And it was, like, me, Brock, and they were stacking the deck against him. Me, Brock, I think, age train, like, maybe Nathan. It's like, four of us versus poor Bob and Billy. And on a, on a house show. And he was showing me, like, how to work big and, like, not bumping for people and stuff like that. But, like, selling and, like, Yokozuna selling kind of sort of without coming off my feet. And Bob went to, like, hit him with a tackle and, like, Brock totally like knows always like it's like that. He like screams it across the ring like that. You see that? How fucking hard was that? Like like yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in there like, why is he yelling at me? And Big Show's like, I don't know. Um, and uh, when another time he gets in there and he puts one of them in a chin lock, and he's like looking up at me. He's like, look, see like this. Watch, watch. And he's like giving lessons like in the middle of the house show. We were in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And I was like, this is pretty cool. He's taking an interest, at least give a crap. I thought that was always cool. And then once afterwards, he would talk more about what he was trying to say out there because I was so green, I didn't really know what was going on. Yeah. And what he was trying to show me, be big. I don't know what the hell that means. They don't come off my feet and don't bump. But there's a way you could still register and sell, like I always say Yokozuna did, without coming off your feet. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you don't know when you're that young or that early in your career. Yeah. All right, Glad, I'm going to throw this to you first. Do you think with so many wrestling options on TV, it'll water down wrestling as a whole with too much to choose from? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I think uh, we're going to see that easily in the coming weeks. That um, having an alternative, I mean, look, I know I feel like a broken record with this, but it's like tonight, come on. Really? I mean, especially after Bobby and Lana and that whole thing. I was like, I'm going to read a book, go outside, which, I mean, for you know a nerd, that's like vampire action in the daylight. Um I mean, just anything, right? Like, why would you keep running this into the ground? And I know that's part of fandom. I mean, Matt, you've always been this way, right? When you love something, you want to consume it 24-7, but that's not sustainable. <laughs> it's not, because then using Netflix, like the, the finale happens, and you got to wait a little bit before Netflix gives you the next season. But you watch them all again, don't you? Yeah. You watch but you the have next to have the- one by one by one by one. You have to have the ebb and flow, though, and I think uh, people yeah. are going to start tapping out, you know, to yeah. borrow a phrase. 
I don't think with AEW they'll do it as much. I do think because AEW looks so different than the other shows on during the week. Um, keep them coming back. That that won't be as affected as much. I think they all might be a little bit, but because um, when you're picking and choosing, some people are going to prefer WWE, some people are going to prefer AEW, um, and there's only so many hours in a week. But I, I do got to admit, I do like this better with the Monday, Wednesday, Friday, as opposed to the Monday and Tuesday back to back. It's nice having that that break. I mean, we, we didn't have it this week because of Hell in the Cell, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I do. I, I felt like the schedule's a Having the day off in the middle, and granted, Impact's gonna be on Tuesday nights coming up soon. Um, they are where on Access TV. So, oh, wow. yeah, Impact will be airing on Tuesdays. NWA Power is gonna be on Tuesdays. Um, AEW Dark now is on Tuesdays. So, but that's you know, AEW Dark well, is. Not why can't NWA? Why can't NWA get television? It's hard to get TV. I mean, look where I mean Impact was on Pursuit for a year. Um, while trying to, and they had to buy the company to get on TV. You know, they they bought access. Anthem did. So, how much do you think Billy Corgan has lost on NWA so far? I don't think he's spending all that much on it. So, um, I mean, I'm sure he's lost some, but probably not that much. He doesn't have, really have big contracts and things like that. Yeah, he owned Impact. No, he he was almost. He was uh, in the running to buy it, and then Dixie kind of swerved him and sold to anthem so there was a lot of uh bad feelings over that one um someone uh, joel is asking how does the draft work without a gm for both brands i think they'll just have vince and stephanie maybe out there you know or michael cole and renee young and they would just announce you know who the uh i don't think that's as fun though right i mean i liked when 2016 when they had mick and uh stephanie doing it and then daniel and shane doing it i thought that was kind of a fun they just go through the motions, though. You don't really believe they care or give a crap well, who they're drafting. But if you're building a brand rivalry, though, you want something. You should want that. Yeah. Yes. I just don't ever believe it's real. Yeah. When when <sighs> they did in the past with Bischoff and I think it was Stephanie McMahon, oh. I, I like that because Bischoff was a really good performer in that role. Um, it was him and Heyman. Was it Heyman or was it Stephanie? Heyman and uh, um, Bischoff. You're right. Yeah, yeah. It was Heyman and Bischoff. And they could do that again right now because technically Heyman's in charge of Raw and Bischoff's in charge of SmackDown. I'm just saying, if we don't get a gimmick... They haven't mentioned it on TV that those are their real roles. So I want network representatives. And they talked about it tonight. They talked about representatives from Fox, representatives from USA. I need to see Alicia Fox as the Fox representative on SmackDown. That joke needs to happen sooner rather than later. Hmm. Don't, <laughs> don't sell that, Raj. <laughs> right. It um, writes itself. <laughs> All right. So we'll do one or two more and then call it a night. Um, let's see here. There's yeah, there's a ton. There's a lot of good ones in here. Um, what happens if Becky's drafted to SmackDown as the Raw Women's Champion? They'd probably just switch the belts. <laughs> I don't see the SmackDown Women's title moving there. I was gonna say that too. I asked you guys that last night. Who's to say they don't do something like that? They did that before. They switched Batista yeah. and John Cena when yeah. one was the WWE champ and one was the World Heavyweight champ. So I mean, they easily could. And finally, let's do one last one. Da, 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 da. All right, here's a good one. Who is your Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling? All time. Yeah. Oh boy, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Andre personally because he's my favorite first. Man, this gets tough from here. Um, oh, The Rock. What am I doing? The Rock, Stone Cold. Am I you're at five. five? That's you it, right? Four. You can only have four. four. <laughs> I have five. Yeah. Because uh, unless those. you with Andre. I, 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 I gotta get rid of Andre, unfortunately. Yeah, wow. it's gotta be Hogan, is... Flair, right? Rock and yeah, Austin. Hogan, Flair, Rock and Austin. I agree. Uh, Glenn, I'll go with the Jewish, uh, the Mount Mount Rushmore of Jewish wrestlers. Uh, I would go uh, Paul Cole Heyman, Cabana. Cole Goldberg, Cabana. Cold Cabana, and MJF. <laughs> hey, I'll go with the uh, the Indian wrestlers. So Great Kali, Jinder Mahal, and the the Bollywood boys. 
all right. So, uh, yeah, Glenn, you want to go ahead and wrap this up? I think that. Uh, about so Wednesday here. night, we're going to be back here to talk about AEW Dynamite and NXT. I, Raj, I still don't know how we're doing this. Are we going to really try and watch two shows at once again? Yes, I, I think it's cool. I'm trying There's to decide so if we should have me and Justin on, and like I'll focus on AEW. He focuses on that. You both watch both, and then we kind of, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and we podcast. Our families don't see or hear from us until sometime Thursday afternoon. Um, <laughs> like we gotta find a way. We gotta find a way to do this. I'll, I'll try this week. I'm gonna try and watch both. I want to yeah. give each show its fair representation in this podcast. So Wednesday I- night, tune in. Yeah, I think Justin's just going to watch NXT, so I'll watch just AEW. And yeah, Matt, if you could kind of keep your eye on both, and and, and Glenn, just pay attention to both. But you know, walk us. But what if I need to, to remix an old sitcom theme song into an entrance video and get it on Twitter immediately? You're really putting you're really putting the <laughs> workload on you. <ya. laughs> okay, uh, Wednesday night, join us for <laughs> AEW NXT. Until then, he is BP Matt Morgan. He is Raj Geary underscore three hundred three. The site is WrestlingInc.com, and I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can follow me on Twitter, at Glenn Rubenstein, and we will catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.